Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having a real conversation in a new language in as little as three weeks, people. And whether it's wanting to totally learn a new language or just a couple key phrases because you're traveling this summer, maybe to Europe, it goes a long way just to speak a little bit of the native language of the country you're going to. And it's just a lot more fun. It makes a travel experience that much more enjoyable. And Babbel is making it so much easier. Babbel has lessons created by over 150 language experts. It's amazing, it's fun, and it's interactive, and it's all on the very easy app. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Babbel, language for life. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Vile Files Ask Nick edition. I'm your host, Nick, joined by the household of Derek, Alley and Amanda. What an episode we have for you today. How's everyone doing? I was going to say bopping, then I was like, that's an Amanda answer. Yes. I was like, I'm, I've started to just take her vocabulary. Yeah, you're syncing up. Although a lot of people were like, that's a wives tale. And I did that Google it. women sink. Yeah. And you know, and that's a why that's an old wives tale. Like, well, the, I, cause then I started Googling our, our conversation it. on the last recap with Susie and, uh, yeah. Andrew? And so, the, and then I like started Is Googling it? it and then an OBGYN was like, that's not a thing. And I was like, tell me why it's happened in every living situation I've had that. 100%. Tell me why. 100%. OB, isn't your mom an OBGYN? Yeah. I should just ask my mom. She'd for sure know the answer. <laughs> so some people think it's. Not a thing. Yeah. A lot of people are saying it's just a big it's myth. It's definitely a thing. Yeah. Lived experience. <laughs> Between the two of us. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we do in this household. Things you didn't need to know. <laughs> Derek, are we synced up yet? No. I, yeah. What's the one. male equivalent? I don't know. I don't, I, well, I, I mean, swings. it doesn't even sound like this is real. Don't negate our experience, Nick. I, what a typical man. Yeah, I know. Uh, what's going on? Okay, so I want to talk to you guys about one of the emails we got on Ask Nick because I think it's an interesting situation that a lot of the details are like in the email. So I feel like we'll have enough to go off of. And it's, I think, inspired by like, you know, we had our maid of honor firing situation on texting office hours. And so it's another maid of honor thing. And I personally, I just think maid of honor stuff is the most like fascinating, like... We've had a couple of them because I think you and I are talking about two different ones, but weddings and maid of honor and bridal parties, some intense stuff. You're talking people you are closest to. You've probably had a long term relationship with and like a very formalized way of demonstrating love. So this person wrote in and said, my sisters are twins and three years older than me. I'm 26. One of them, Anna, is getting married in May. And we recently had her bachelorette party in the same city as her twin, Josie, who lives with her husband. Anna and I have both drifted away from Josie ever since she moved there five years ago. The weekend was good, but unsurprisingly a little weird. 
We stayed at Josie's house and her husband was there every night we got back, even though his mom lives in the same city and he could have easily stayed with her. Josie said she didn't even think about asking him to do that. There were some other comments Wait, she made. She wanted the two sisters were visiting the other sister. For a bachelorette party. Sure. But they wanted him to like leave his house? Yeah, because it's a bachelorette party. So yeah, so what they're saying is like he was basically like harshing the vibe. Like they get back from a night out and it's like... There's the a man waiting right. for them. Or like, yeah, there's like a husband there. Yeah. I'm not saying it's an insane ask at all, but I wouldn't expect him to come up with that idea or even her. Natalie's sister wants to do her bachelorette party in L.A. and Natalie agrees to host all of the girls. You're going to stay? Yeah. It's my house. Okay. I, yeah. I'm not going to just be like, you know what? I'm just going to leave my house and get a hotel. Yeah. Like. If if Nally said, hey, babe, like, I think it's just going to be way more convenient. We have a nice house to entertain people. Everyone wants to use the pool and the hot tub in the backyard. Like, would you, like, mind not being here? I would be like, cool. You wouldn't come up with the idea I'm not going to come up with the idea. I see, I see. That's for sure. And I don't know if Nally would. I, I just think in this situation, this was an expectation of the two sisters and I don't think it's a crazy ask, but when they said, you know, she didn't think of it, I can understand why. And I just, I don't think it's, I hope the sisters are not seeing this as a something they thought those two people living there should have come up with. It seems to me like a very like lawyery point where like you've already built this narrative that like this sister fucked up, Josie fucked up in some way. And so you're going back and being like, and she didn't even ask him to leave where it's like, had that been a big concern of yours before you were like mad or at a breaking point with her, like you could have addressed it. They're married. She's married. She's starting a life with this guy, you know, and they're seem like they're in different stages of their life. Yeah, I'm definitely not fucking leaving my house. I'm not offering to leave my house. <laughs> okay. Well, all right, let's continue. So she goes on to say there were some other comments that Josie made that Anna and I were really annoyed with. And it eventually boiled over into a two hour discussion about how we don't feel close to Josie anymore. There were tears and talks about her childhood. And Josie got very defensive because she thought we were, quote, coming at her. And I'm willing to bet she was right to feel that way. We've never had a conversation like this. So it was good to get everything out. I thought we ended on a good note. Yeah. Fair. Like it is just hard when there's two, two against two one. Against no one matter how. I'm not saying anyone did anything wrong, but I don't think Josie was crazy for feeling ganged up on. The next morning, Josie told Anna she doesn't want to be her maid of honor anymore. These are twins. The wedding was two months away at this point. Anna was obviously heartbroken, but decided to give Josie some time to cool off and tried to talk about it a week later. She texted Josie and they had a phone call. That rehearsed the discussion we all had the week prior. Rehashed the discussion we all had the week re prior. There was no mention of the maid of honor situation. So Anna is hurt and doesn't know what to do at this point. Should she let Josie stay in the wedding as a bridesmaid, try to fix the relationship and have her be the maid of honor? And Anna put it in Josie's hands to decide, but it will likely cause like additional yeah, drama when mistake. mom. That's a mistake. Anna, take charge of your wedding. That's my advice. Joe is he saying, I don't want to be your bridesmaid is I'm almost, I'm guessing because I don't know and I don't, I'm not talking to any of them. That's, I want to be, I want to feel wanted. I want, you know, I'm guessing Josie, whether she 
realize this or not, in the back of her mind when she said, I don't want to be your bridesmaid anymore, deep down was hoping that Anna would say, no, you, you have to be my bridesmaid. I love you. And it means a lot to me. And I won't accept no for an answer. Like you're my twin. Obviously, you're going to be my maid of honor. Well, yeah, I think that's the distinction. She said she didn't want to be the maid of honor. So now it's like, does she keep her in a bridesmaid? Whatever. But there's a separate level. And I I understand that. But I'm just I'm talking about Josie declining the offer to be the maid of honor. And I, I don't think she really didn't want to be the maid of honor. She wanted to be wanted. And either way. Anna needs to take charge of her own wedding and needs to stop like wanting Josie to act a certain way. It's her wedding. Josie has a right to move, I guess not move on, but like she's at a different stage of her life that I'm guessing in a couple of years, Anna, assuming her marriage goes well, will relate to, to Josie in a couple of years, you know, but she's not there yet. So part of the reason why she's relating to the other sister is they probably, even though despite being twins have more in common with the, where they're at in their life. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of passive aggressive communication going on here. If I'm Anna, I would take and if, if you want Josie to be in your uh wedding party and you want her to be maid of honor, I think you should one more time say I I very much want you to be my maid of honor and here's why. And I hope you say yes. I don't think you should make any decisions based off of spite. This is not the time to punish someone or make an example of someone. Like, you know, lead with love. But could you, could one argue that Josie was making that decision out of spite? Like, well, sure. you guys aren't going to be mad they've at me. So I, yeah. yeah they've all, we're talking about from now going forward. I think everyone should just take their pride out of it. You know, they, but they, listen, this all started from what I heard of the two sisters confronting the one sister. Up to this point, it sounds like Josie was like, uh, uh, we're all good. And then like invited them to their house. Meanwhile, the two sisters are like, motherfucker supposed to leave, you know? And they're probably thinking like, what the fuck? I'm going to leave my house. Okay, no. Granted, I don't know these women, so I don't know the situation. And why is it at their house? If they want privacy, get a fucking hotel. But it's like, I think it's that thing of like, it's my wedding, like kind of playing the like, it's my birthday card where it's like, you make special exceptions. You bend over backwards a little bit because you want someone to have a good time. And I feel like they are saying this. I feel like they are saying the house thing because it was a vibe thing. I think they felt like she wasn't fully engaged the whole weekend. Like she wasn't like wanting to be there. They felt that distance coming up. And so they were like looking for something tangible to like be like, this is what it is when so much of it was just that indescribable, like when you're in person. I just think when someone's not meeting your expectations, and unless these expectations are like universally like duh, like I don't know what I don't I can't think of an example, but you know I don't know just general politeness like saying thank you, you know, but like this isn't a universal expectation. Like we're you know pop off in the comments. I'm guessing there's going to be some discourse, and if someone doesn't meet your expectation, the best way like it's not a good way to just like tell them. Like, you need to empathize with their point of view. Like, why didn't you do this? You should have done this. I feel less connected. And I guarantee you the way these sisters went about it was probably in a way that was very, like, again, felt very ganged up on and and made her feel like she was doing all these wrong things. And it probably felt like completely out of left field for Josie is my guess. It was like, it probably was just like, what the fuck? Or she'd felt like self-conscious about the distance and then like she self-isolates and it's like not a healthy way of dealing with stuff. But it's like and yeah, I see how it's like kind of a 
to break the stalemate of someone who's self-isolating. You have to like reach out. I guarantee you she was made to feel like it was all her fault. What were you going to say, Ali? Because I know you were like in in terms of like what should happen here. Like there is this it's an interesting point because it's like there's maid of honor, Mm -hmm. bridesmaid, not the wedding party. Yeah. And I I, the only reason I wanted to talk about is because like one of their questions was, do we keep a maid of honor? Do we uh, is she a bridesmaid at all? And I feel like like my grandma had this rule that she imparted to all of her children. My mom then imparted it to my sister and I of like, it does not matter how close you are with your siblings. They are still your siblings. So when it comes to your bridal party and when it specifically comes to your maid of honor and your best man, like my grandma's rule of thumb is that friendships change, but family doesn't go anywhere. So even if you and your sister aren't like besties, she's your maid of honor. And like, it's just I feel like it's a good rule of thumb, too, where even if She's not the maid of honor and she doesn't want to take on those responsibilities since this all went down. Do everything you can to just at least have her in the bridal party. Like you're all sisters. You're always going to be sisters. Just because this happened two months before the wedding, I don't want you to look back and be like, well, fuck, she wasn't in the pictures. There's absolutely no logical reason why she shouldn't be in the wedding party other than spite. This is not even about a wedding. This is about the closeness of sisters. And it just happens to fall while a wedding is being planned. Mm -hmm. And so the wedding is being kind of used as a way to fight this fight. It's being almost weaponized. It's like, oh, you don't want to be my maid of honor? You don't want to be my wedding party? Like, but yeah, to Allie's point, like it's, you, might, you might not end up regretting it. I don't know if I necessarily agree with grandma, like you have to have your siblings in your wedding party, but I do agree that friends change and families forever. I just, I, I can picture this conversation. I really, I, and I wish, they were, I wish they did call in because I'd be willing to guess, especially with, because I'm, I'm more on team Josie Josie than these the ones who wrote in. But they probably have this expectation that she should be the one reaching out and she pulled away and she moved. So she should, it's like her fault for having the distance. And I'd be really curious of how much they've tried to reach out and how much effort they've put in. You know, this definitely falls under the, uh, the thing we say all the time. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And right now, they want to be right. I think there's also an explanation that Josie just like distanced kind of like cut them out is showing no interest. And it's like you're a maid of like the the playbook, the rules of being a maid of honor is you put up with shit. Like, I feel like that is your job. You deal with all the shit. You take all the heat for people being pissed about how much the Airbnb costs for the bachelorette party. Like you just you deal with all this stuff. And like the whole idea of the role is subjugating your own needs to be there and to be supportive of the bride cue but me that's not the conversation they had. like if like, the conversation was like hey listen and we had a caller recently talk about this which was like listen maybe i didn't set expectations of what i what i wanted the the role the the of the maid of honor to be and like maybe you're just not down to meet those expectations despite our closeness and despite you being my best friend or my sister like i just practically speaking need a maid of honor who's like willing to step up and do this stuff because i can't do it by myself that's not the conversation they were having they were having a conversation about the closeness and like the falling out and the distance has been created in this you know sister dynamic and again they've weaponized the the wedding was weaponized by everyone even even Josie kind of weaponized it by being like fine you don't feel as close to me i don't want to be your maid of honor anymore like i'm not defending Josie for that like that decision i think she was kind of being a baby about it but i i don't think it's because she doesn't want to be the maid of honor she just feels like i think she feels attacked and I'm guessing it just feels out of left field. And she's like, I'm literally having you over at my house and you guys want me to leave? Her husband probably thinks the two sisters are nuts 
Yeah. And I don't think they're nuts. I just think feelings have been hurt. And instead of dealing with this growing apart, it's just this all happened at the wrong time. It shouldn't have happened at this bachelorette party, so to speak. You know, fights always seem worse when they happen at a time where you think you're supposed to have fun. Oh, we're going to have the greatest weekend of all time. And then a fight happens. Oh, it feels 10 times worse. You know, so I just think I think feelings are high and emotions are high. And it was just a really bad time to have this fight. And I think cooler heads should prevail. And I think Anna should focus on being happy on her wedding, take charge of her wedding and stop worrying about being right and stop using her wedding as a way to fight with her sisters about something that doesn't really have to do with her wedding. I was kind of thinking because Josie is married, I know some people will do a matron of honor and a maid of honor. And so I would advocate for promoting the person who wrote in, promoting oh. the other sister to maid of honor, sure. having Josie be matron of honor. And that way, like you're kind of honoring yourself of like, I'm setting myself up with a maid of honor who has made me feel like valued and like she has my back and like she wants to make everything to have the state possible while also still like chasing Josie and being like, I love you. I know there's distance. Yeah. I know. I, our- I think Anna should insist on Josie remaining the maid of honor or matron or whatever the fuck and certainly being the wedding party. And if she's not, it's just because Josie's like, listen, I love you. And honestly, like, I want to be in your wedding party, but like, I just don't want to disappoint you in your wedding and not meet your expectations. So if someone else is a better fit, I won't be offended. If it's not that conversation, you know, but it, you know, that's the conversation that should happen. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's time to get therapy. Listen, uh, therapy has been such a huge part of my life, truly. It uh, has helped my relationships, it's helped my personal life, it's helped my anxiety. And so if you are someone who's ever thought about therapy, it's time to take charge of your mental health. And BetterHelp is helping people do that. And they make it so easy, so affordable. Because honestly, I thought a lot about getting therapy before I actually started therapy. And that was because I didn't know where to go. I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know what a good therapist was. And, you know, all this money. But it's so affordable with better help. And they make it super easy and convenient. You can do it from the comfort of your home, in your car, on your phone, tablet, laptop. Uh, And the best part is you can ensure that you match with a therapist that works for you. Because they are working with literally thousands of therapists all the time. They're signing up more and more therapists. Uh, every day. So if you don't connect with the first therapist that they connect you with, you can easily change. You can shop around for therapists. And honestly, I encourage you to do so because good therapy is making sure that you have a therapist that really works for you. It's uh, also super easy to sign up. You just go to betterhelp.com, take a quick assessment, a type of, you know, what it is that you want to talk about. It will match you with a therapist. And again, you can keep working with them. You can try some one new if it doesn't work for you. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash V-I-A-L-L today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash V-I-A-L-L. I am tired of having to go to a gym to work out. Let's be honest. I'm not going to get in my car, drive there, try to find parking, then go in there. I also don't really want to compare gyms or have to find a membership. I feel like You never quite know what you're looking for, and then you want to try a different class here or there, and then it gets even more expensive. I want to work out from the comfort of my home when it works for me. I want to pick exactly what workouts I want to do that day. I want to make sure it fits in my day so I can pick how much time I want to spend on it. 
And that's why I love using Allo Moves, because Allo Moves is a streaming on-demand wellness platform that features yoga practices, fitness routines, meditation sessions, and so much more from one of my favorite brands, Allo Yoga. Allo Moves has tons of fresh content with over 100 new classes added every month. 100 new classes ever added every month, so it doesn't get stale, keeps it fun, fresh, and exciting, plus over 3,000 classes for every level from beginner to advanced. And it's not just us who is loving Allo Moves. It was voted best wellness app of 2022 by InStyle Magazine and best yoga app of 2023 by Women's Health. For a limited time, Allo Moves is offering our listeners a free 30-day trial plus Get this, 50% off an annual membership. But you can only get this by going to allomoves.com and use code VILLFILES, that's V-I-A-L-L-F-I-L-E-S, in all caps. That's A-L-O-MOVES.com and all caps, code V-I-A-L-L-F-I-L-E-S to get a free 30-day trial plus 50% off an annual membership. Allomoves.com, code VILLFILES, all caps. Anyways, uh, tell us what you think in the comments. We're really curious because I'm guessing there's a lot of opinions and people would disagree with me. So pop off. Uh, we have a great episode lined up for you. But before we do, uh, don't forget that uh, tomorrow we will be talking with Ariel because we're going to be talking with her tonight. AFR is tonight. It's live. It's a three hour event. And right after Ariel is going to be coming to our studio and talking about everything about this season, the finale, sex week, all that fun stuff. We'll see what drama unfolds tonight. I suspect there will be some, and we are excited to break it down. Uh, so the Going Deeper episode, again, will be tomorrow with Ariel. And then the recap for the episode will be Thursday. With so, Ashley Gavin. With Ashley Gavin, hysterical comedian, big Basher fan. It's going to be a ton of fun. So we're just mixing up the schedule a little bit. Don't forget Vile File Plus is available for all you people who love your updates uh, we have some more special updates. We'll be continuing to do more and more updates behind Files Plus, so don't miss that. And again, uh, we're not taking anything away not from taking you, anything away. so you'll have your so update the episode. update episode update special behind Files Classic or not Files Plus is this Friday. So it's a great, it's a real, it's a good update, real, real good update. Uh, you're gonna love it. Uh, so that is this Friday, not behind Files Plus, but if you want even more. Because we only, you know, we only do so many updates. There's, you know, there's so many updates that we can do, so many updates we do, and all, all the other ones behind File Files Plus. Plus, Butter Date the Never this Thursday live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. For all the people who can't make Better Date the Never, all the episodes of Better Date the Never are behind File Files Plus. So just go to vilefiles.com to subscribe. It's really easy to do. You just hit a couple buttons and bam, you're a File Files Plus member. You get a seven day free trial so check it out oh breakup song of the week yeah so <laughs> i'm actually going to be a little bit of a dictator <laughs> and it. do it there's Live a your song truth. that i've been wanting to put on this playlist for so long that i have decided i am going to to go in and it's called shampoo bottles by peach fit and i okay the reason this song deserves to be on this playlist is because it talks so effectively about all the little things you see that remind you of your ex and like that weird little like shattered world you live in after a breakup where like your companion is no longer there, but there's like the remnants of what was. And it's just like a really it's like earworm gets stuck in the head and I think does an amazing job of describing how it's like really like the little things that can be the hardest to let go of. Oh, all right. Well, 
Check out our uh, breakup uh, playlist on Spotify. And keep voting in Love Song March Madness. There you go. All right, let's get to our callers. What's your time with me? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm 25. How can we help, Kelly? Uh, my sister and I just got our 23 and Me results back and found out we have different dads and I don't know what to do about it. Oh boy. Okay. Um, how, how did that happen? How did you find out that you had different dads? So my sister got her results back first Okay. and had no paternal matches. Um, she found matches on my mom's side. So she manually searched my dad and it said 0% DNA in common for at least four generations back. So like not possible that they're related at all and so she, she thought called me and she thought that you you two had the same father oh yeah our whole lives so she literally found out her dad is not her dad through this what was supposed to be this fun mm-hmm. like dna test yeah she was doing it as like moral support for her husband because he's never met his dad so he was just trying to find out some like background info on his family and so she was like oh i'll do it with you for fun and then boom do you uh do you guys look like like once you found that out where you're like oh we do kind of look more different than we realized yeah like things started making sense um i've always looked a lot like my dad and she's always looked a lot like my mom and um it was kind of just like a joke growing up but obviously never questioned anything like that um yeah because she still looks She's like older mom, than me, right? by the way. Yeah. So what what are you debating here? Has she has she, uh, has she confronted your mom about this? So only she and I know right now. Okay. I mean, other than me, like running my mouth to my friends, but like she has not. We have not talked to my dad. We have not talked to our mom. What's your um, relationship they don't have like? A good with, relationship. What's your relationship like with your dad? Really good. What's her relationship with your dad? Also also really good okay um she has a pretty bad relationship with my mom do you think so do you even have an idea whether he knows or not my gut tells me he doesn't um it would like be really upsetting if he did he's such a good guy i just can't imagine that he Um, knows anything about this he's like remarried so my sister's plan is for her to like talk to my dad but my sister and my mom do not talk so it's really on my plate to talk to my mom. So that's my biggest Does, concern. So like around the, like this is a very, com- this, this is a, this is a complicated one. I, I, when it comes to like moral dilemmas, I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's easier for me to like say something in black or white versus other people. But this one's yeah. tough. This one's tough because like, do you tell your father, um, uh, who for all you for what you suspect he has no idea and you suspect that he believes he's both the father to you and your sister and he has nothing but love and and do you tell a man this information that will only break his heart or is the right thing to do to tell him even if it will break his heart so that you him, he and your sister can like still have an honest relationship because your sister knows. So it's may might be too much for your sister 
to try to hide this from your her her dad. There's yeah. no right way. But uh, so it sounds like your sister wants to tell your your dad. Yeah, they've got a good relationship. She's already said like it doesn't change anything. Um, but she really pretty black and white was like it's gonna be on you to tell mom like I'm not going to let this be the thing that makes me talk to her after two years. Why aren't they so talking? So I was like, oh boy. That's a great question. I don't think either of them know. It was like a fight two or three years ago. And um, it's it got nasty and they just don't talk and they haven't. And so, but this isn't something that I could personally just ig- ignore as far as it goes with my relationship with my mom. Are you fine carrying this burden? Because like, I mean, as much as like I empathize with your sister, it's not necessarily your job. Yeah. Like this would, I don't know. It would I feel be a choice. like I have to take my sister's lead on this because yeah, it, is, yeah. it feels like it's her news. It, it is. And it would be a very nice thing for you to do. And it, it would certainly be supportive. But like, you, I think it's still healthy for you to recognize that you still have a choice. Honestly, like maybe this is the right time for your sister to re-engage with mom, to confront mom. It's not like she's coming yeah. to her mom with like good news. Your mom's not getting <laughs> yeah. off here, you know, like it's That's uh, so true. Your, your sister, like whatever anger she might have, she certainly feel valid. This is whatever anger sister has felt before your mom. This is only validating it. That was my thought. Yeah. What's your comfort level? Like, are you only doing this because your sister's literally making you? No, I, I wouldn't be able to not say something. I mean, I've known about this for two weeks and like, my mom and I talk multiple times a day and it kills me every time we talk to not bring it up. So you have a pretty close so, relationship with mom. Um, like, yeah, surface level. But mom's a bit of a problem. She's, she's tough to have real conversations with. Okay. But you do your best to maintain a relationship. Yeah, totally. I just try to avoid like the heavy hitters. And so I worry uh, what approach to take this conversation? Like, I I don't want to come into it accusatory. I don't want to come into it like she's not in any sort of blame. Like, I don't know what approach to take at all. So, uh, well, I guess if I'm shooting from the hip here, uh, I would uh, if you're gonna address mom, yeah, I would be kind, and it would say, hey, you'd get asked her to get together. You'd meet her in person and to say, I have some like, I have something interesting and kind of shocking to tell you. And you don't, you don't come with a question. You just tell her what you tell her what you told us. Me and Jenny did a 20, like to did a 23 and me, uh, you know, for fun. And we got some interesting news. I would also tell the story to your mom slowly. And I would pay very attention to her body language as you tell it slowly. Mm-hmm. You see if she starts giving away what, you know, like you'll, she might reveal that she knows what's coming. She might not. I don't know. But I would, I yeah. would just, I would, I would just, I wouldn't rush through it. And then you just tell her. I think there's no way to like not have a hunch. So like, I think there will be a give. Yeah. And it's not like, is this true? Cause you, you, you know, it's true. Be like, can you explain this to me? Yeah, I'd be curious. I'll do that. I'm seeing her, but I won't see her in person until April. Oh, uh, well, FaceTime then, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough, but it's like, I do want to hear an explanation of some sort. 
because though it is like my sister's news, it like rocks everything. Like it affects everyone. So. How is she doing with this? I, I had talked to my aunt. I talked to my aunt about it. I got permission from my sister to ask my aunt if Your she mom's sister? knew anything about my mom's mm-hmm, to see if she knew anything about my mom's dating history, like before my dad, because we don't know much. And my aunt was like, no, I don't know anything. She was like, tell your sister to like, stay calm. Like, it's probably nothing. And I was like, oh, it's something. <laughs> probably not. Um, <laughs> it's like, no, literally not my dad. Uh, I know. She just like, what she wasn't understanding like 23 and me, like that they're not going to fumble it that much. Um, my sister is like weirdly calm about everything. Like, I think I feel like I'm the one freaking out about it. And she's just like, we don't talk about it unless I bring it up. Like, I feel like she seems so level-headed about it. Yeah, I think it's good to check in with her, even if she seems calm, because you never really know how she could be processing it, you know? And yeah. just ask her how she's doing. If she's not in therapy already, like, I would absolutely encourage her to, like, just look into it, because it's got to be a lot. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can literally mm-hmm. only imagine what it'd be like to be in her shoes. But the good news is she has a great relationship with her dad. And he is her dad by all accounts. And that's important and special. And she still has that. And there's a lot of love there. And that sounds amazing. And so it could be a lot worse. But it's still something she's going to process and deal with. And she's going to feel feelings from it. And it's good that she processes those feelings and not push those feelings down and pretend they're not there. Because feelings don't go away. You know, you can push them down for for only so long before they find other ways to like kind of leak out and rise. And usually when that happens, it's usually in unproductive and toxic ways. Yeah. So I think they've got, they've got a history of that, my sister and my mom. So yeah. Give, give your sister a lot of love and support and just say, you know, remind her how lucky is to, you know, to have dad, but to say, you know, like, let's talk about it. Like, I'm sure I, I know you are fine, but like you still, how does this make you feel? Because it, it must make you feel something, and and it's okay for you to feel upset or angry or sad. Whatever you're feeling, totally valid, sis. But let's 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 talk about it. And if you don't want to talk about it with me, that's totally fine. But I really think this is something you like. Therapy is great and it's healthy. And like this is the type of shit that therapy is there for. Because I, I just don't yeah. want you to, yeah. like, and also, sure. in the meantime, since you haven't been talking to mom, which, regardless, is, like, it's a lot. You know? It's not nothing that you're not talking to mom. So, like, also therapy. Really? And I'm yeah, not your therapy. therapist. I'm right, your like, sister. could you know? be the one good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come at it with, like, if she's already, if this is going to be the thing that makes her talk to mom, like, at least it's not mom feeling like she won the argument. How's mom gonna win? Totally. Yeah, like your sister has the up. This is the upper hand of all upper hands. Oh my god, I know. Yeah, but it's really not about winning. Uh, yeah. It's about healing, and your sister needs to heal, and she is not going to heal unless she addresses her feelings. And the fact that she seems fine is probably more of a cover than a reality. You know, like so as your as her sister who cares about her. I would just encourage her to, um, you can't make her get therapy, but you can, you can gently persist. And you I've can, been talking to her a lot about like things that my therapist is saying and like trying to like push her towards the therapy ledge. Yeah. And just keep going. And that's all you can do because you can't make her do it. But 
you could just let her know that like it's it's okay to feel and it sounds like your sister likes to pretend that she's fine and in the meantime like just remember like it's I know you love your sister and you want to be there for her, but you're not her therapist and you're not her mom and you're not there to like do her bidding and deal with her emotional like trauma and stress because she doesn't want to. It's not your job. Yeah. It's tough. I feel like I just want to be there for her because it feels like it would be harder for her. For, than totally, it is for me right always now. be there for her for sure. Yeah. But it's okay for you to push back sometimes. It's okay for you to say, you know, I want to be there for you. I want to do whatever you want. I'm there for you. But like, I really think that you should tell mom. And this is something you should confront mom. What What is it going to accomplish by me telling mom? I'm just like, I'm only going to relay information. It's not productive. So like, you know, if you want me to tell mom just to let her know that you, that she knows you fucked up, that so she can feel bad. But what is that accomplishing, sis? Like at the end of the day, I tried let's to just, set a boundary so hard. Yeah, let's just heal. Let's just get through this. Let's be happy. Let's let's work through this. That's also like the last thing she wants right now is to have any other kind of like estrangement or tension with family members because like her relationship with her dad has just been potentially like recontextualized and he's still her dad. Every it doesn't in any way eliminate the history, but I think it's like doing everything you can to preserve your relationship, which probably like as much as that might feel like it would be like being there for her and appeasing her in every way. Like, I think maybe drawing those kind of like more pragmatic boundaries about being like, hey, like we're getting into therapist territory and I'd really love for you to go. Or like, I can tell mom this, but I can't tell her too much because like, it's also really important that you two like have one another as you like process this. Yeah, I think I like in the past have really tried hard like to set boundaries, which is something that's so difficult for me with both of them to be like, please don't talk about mom to me. Don't talk about my sister to me. Um, because I felt like I was in the middle so much for so many years. And so with this, I was like, Oh, like I get it. But I, this is like breaking, like this is the break breaking of the boundary, like bigger than ever. Yeah, no one's checking on you. Yeah. Yeesh. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We'll, I'll, we'll I'll check it on you. Wait till my sister talks to my dad. And then once I get, once that's done, then I think I'll be a little okay to, yeah. But like more okay to encourage my sister to talk to the mom because yeah. I don't want to do it. But and I would say that you have a right to, to feel that way. And it's just like, what do you hope to accomplish by me telling mom? I'd love that answer from her. But I want to know what she hopes to accomplish because every time we ask someone to do something, there's a goal in mind. I'd love to know what that goal is. I wonder if she can articulate it or if she even thought about it. My guess is the real answer is some version of like, she wants mom to know that she fucked up. And then she wants, then she wants mom to call her up on bended knee. And then your sister can have power over her. Yeah. Or just know that like, she's not going to talk to her about it. So she, I think she's like wanting mom to like stew over it and just like, feel frustrated that she can't talk it through with my sister which isn't fair to either of them but it's It's like like, yeah i love you but like you're and that's why you should ask her the question because you need to almost reverse engineer to the point where she realizes that ultimately what she wants is your mom to suffer she wants payback yeah and that's a natural feeling i would and i understand and empathize with why she feels that way but she should at least name it 
Because like it's you know when we get really hurt by someone and we're really mad, you know it's it's normal to feel anger and want to hurt you know the, you it's normal to want to hurt people the way they hurt you, you know. Mm-hmm. But we often don't name that. We will we will call it something else, you know, and so that we can justify it rather than just being like, yeah, I don't know, you hurt me, so I want to hurt you. And then when you say it out loud, you can be like, well, do I want to be that person who does the same thing? That, that, you know, do I, as much as that feeling is valid, do I really want to be that person? You know, do I want to lower myself to the level of the person who hurt me? But like, sometimes we have to just say it out loud so we can realize what we're doing. Because like, in the moment of pain and anger, we're, we're not, we're not thinking like adults. We're not thinking rationally. We're not thinking how we want to be treated or how we want to treat people. We're, we're just thinking about the anger and we're thinking about it's fight or flight. It's survival. Yeah, that's so true. I like hadn't thought about that. I just thought of it as like me doing a favor for my sister. And instead of like, I love that question of like making her think about why she wants me to do it. Yeah. Just kind of guide her to the truth, so to speak. Totally. And like, and ultimately what do you want from this? Like, this is, this is tough news. I'm sorry. It's your, but like, do you want to use this as an opportunity to make relationships healthier and better? Or do you want this to be something that makes relationships worse and more toxic? Like, do you want to be happy or right? You know, like, let's just be happy and let's figure out a way to be happy together. Cause I love you and you love me and we love dad. And I know you're mad at mom, but somewhere deep down, I know you love her too. And I'm guessing you're hurting as much as she's hurting. So let's just figure this out. Let's just try to be happy. And I'm here for you every yeah. step of the way because I love you and I'll never abandon you. But like, let's, let's use this as an opportunity. This is an opportunity. That's so good. And if she ever wants to like know who this guy is, like, sure. yeah. she's going to have to ask my mom about that. Like, yeah. I'm not, I don't know who it is. Correct. It's, this is an opportunity and she, you, you got to try to help your sister see that and, and just remind yourself you're not her therapist or or her servant and you're not there to do all the emotional heavy lifting that she doesn't want to or is willing to do or you know what i'm saying like cuz she she's probably not she probably doesn't want to or and she's probably not even capable but she's not capable because she's not willing to do the work and since you're doing the work and you're doing therapy she's just like expecting you to do all the emotional heavy lifting for her and that's just not fair or productive She's, you're not doing her, you're yeah. not being a good sister to her by doing all her emotional heavy lifting. I mean, you're a great sister, I'm sure. But you know what I'm saying? Like at some point, <laughs> being the good sister, being the good friend is enforcing the boundary and saying no. My therapist would kiss you on the mouth if she heard you say that. Mm-hmm. I'm in a relationship. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah, I'll talk to, I'll talk to my sister before everything else goes down. Okay. That's really great. Yeah, thank you. Well, I'm sorry you're going through this. Thanks for the call. Great yeah. story. Of course. Uh, Thanks for your help. Yeah, thank you. We demand an update. Of course. All right. Yeah, you got it. Tell your friend in the All back. Right. I bye, said guys. hi. Thank All you. right, bye-bye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry Root right now is offering the Vodafone listeners 30% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. So just go to HungryRoot.com slash V-I-A-L-L. If you're sick of the same old recipes, because I myself get very much stuck in a rut, I make the same things every week because I know what I like. 
and I often don't try things new because I don't know what ingredients to buy, I don't have time to go to the store, and I don't want to spend a ton of time cooking. But Hungry Root takes care of all of that because they pick out recipes for me. I can review it before they ship it off to me. I can make changes. I can add in new snacks and drinks and other things to fill out my day. Comes directly to my door. And I know that they're going to come with fresh ingredients. It's going to be things I like. And it's not going to take me any time to cook it. So really, what excuses do I have? Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality food delivered right to your door. They've got healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. Super easy to do. You just take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, your goals, and how you like to eat. It is amazing how make the whole experience convenient for all you busy people out there that still want to eat healthy and eat right. Hungry Root is the place to go. Hungry Root goes beyond your weekly grocery haul with thousands of easy recipes that actually put your groceries to good use before they get forgotten in the back of your fridge. Hungry Root right now is offering the Vile File listeners 30% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash V-I-A-L-L to get 30% off your first delivery and get your free veggies for life, people. That's HungryRoot.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. I had to do a bunch of laundry over the weekend. I was doing sheets. I was doing my entire hamper. I had so much laundry to do. And I love nothing more than doing laundry with Earth Breeze because I don't want to have to measure out sticky, liquidy soap. I don't want to lug that giant jug of liquid around. I just want to bring my little pamphlet of things that look like dryer sheets but are actually soap. And then I look at the back and I say, hmm, how many sheets do I need today? A half, a whole, or two? And then I just throw them in and I shut the lid and I say, goodbye, come back clean. Earth Breeze has really made the whole concept of detergent better. The packaging is compact, biodegradable, and plastic-free. Their eco sheets are vegan and cruelty-free. They offer flexible subscriptions that can be adjusted, paused, or canceled by you at any time without penalty. With their Buy One Get 10 initiative, each purchase donates 10 loads of detergent to a charitable cause of your choice. A whopping 30 million loads have already been donated. These little sheets have turned a chore into an act of kindness. So it's great detergent. It smells amazing. It's convenient takes up no space. You won't know how great it is until you try it. So make sure you do. If you don't like Earth Breeze, they'll give you a full refund. And you don't even have to send it back. That's the thing. They're so confident that you'll love it as much as we do that they're like, no, keep it. Now is the time to try Earth Breeze because right now my listeners can subscribe and save 40%. Just go to earthbreeze.com slash V-I-A-L-L to get started. That's earthbreeze.com slash V-I-A-L-L for 40% off. Earthbreeze.com slash V-I-A-L-L. How's it going? Good. My name is Sarah and I'm 26 years old and I'm considering going on a date with a guy that broke my heart 10 years ago. All right. Uh, Sarah's also calling from Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Sweden. All right. All right. So you're considering going on a date with someone that broke your heart 10 years ago. How did they break your heart 10 years ago? What uh, was it just they broke your heart because they... And you're how old? How old are you now? You're 26 now. Um, yeah, so I was 16. Okay, I they, was quite young. It was like the first guy that I had like a real. Okay. Fashion. Yeah. And so, what did he do? Anything all that bad? How did he break your heart? Not really. No, that's the thing. Like we and we weren't together that long. Like just a few months. Okay. Hot. It was super romantic. We met like in a super romantic way, but then he just told me like he was like we need to talk, and then I went to his apartment, and then he just like. And I don't really remember exactly how it was in details, but I don't think it was that bad. It was mostly that I was like, like, oh my God, this guy is older than me. He lives in the city. Like he was cool. How how old uh, is he? Like, yeah, 
he's 28 now and then he was 17 okay and i was like 15. yeah so okay um yeah. so he's 28 now mm -hmm. and how did you guys reconnect um so i um, bumped into him like a year ago in a bar okay where, where apparently he, he's working so yeah we bumped into each other and i asked for his number then because i haven't seen him in 10 years and i didn't know he was working there so i was like oh and then I asked for his number and asked if he wanted to like see me and catch up after 10 years. And uh, we texted for a bit and then he stopped replying. Like we said, we were going to meet next week, but then he stopped replying. And uh, so I tried to figure out. So actually, he is my dad's uh, friend's son. <laughs> so I went to him, to my dad and asked, like, do you know anything about this like this your friend's son like is he seeing anyone <laughs> and uh, he was like yeah yes like he has a girlfriend and i was like oh okay that's uh, why okay so he had a girlfriend so, yeah. so we didn't end up meeting. yeah that was and that was a year ago yeah so yeah that was a year ago and then um so we didn't talk more after that and then i bumped into him again like two or three weeks ago uh, and then does he have a girlfriend uh, now no, like he, like he told me then, like it was such a funny moment because he, we were like, hi, how are you? Because we bumped into each other a few times like this winter. So it, it wasn't super shocking because I like my friends hang out where he's working. So sometimes I see him. But then two weeks ago, he was like, uh, hi, how are you? Blah, 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 like we normally say. And then he just said like, uh, by the way, I'm single right now. So if you still want to try to catch up and have a beer, like tried to text me again and then he just walked off i'm like oh my god what the fuck <laughs> so yeah smooth <laughs> so then did you text him or did you you've been playing coy for the past few weeks like where are we at no i did text him like four days after like i can't be bothered to wait like i just need to know like what's what's going on so i texted him for like four days later and then we actually saw each other like a week ago okay uh, and then, and I found out that they've just been broken up for two weeks, so not that long. Okay, fresh. Yeah, super fresh. But and then we talked about that for a bit. We talked like since we know, like our parents know each other, we we kind of easily went into like the deep conversations, which was quite nice and easy and just like different compared to other dates where you have to start with like yeah, there's where some you from and what do you do for a living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where are we at now? Like. It sounds like you've been talking, he's single, like what, what's, what are you unsure of at this point? Yeah, so now uh, we saw each other, it was super nice. He texted me like after we saw each other that time and was like, this was so nice. I hope to do this again soon. And when we did see each other, he was like inviting me, like we talked about football and then he was like, oh yeah, you should come with my friends and watch a football game. And I was like, yeah, that'd be nice. And then um, now it's been a week since we saw each other and I haven't texted him since I know like the breakup. And I also kind of want to see if he would text me like this way for a bit. That's fair. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So and then we haven't texted, actually, like he hasn't texted me anything. I haven't texted him and it's been a week, so it hasn't been that long. But so I don't really know what I should do now. I'm either thinking of just texting him because like I'm, I'm, I know that he just like broke up with his girlfriend and it's fresh but i'm also yeah like here's excited to see and i also like want to let go kind of if if that's the like case i don't know yeah no it's tough here's what i think you should do some version of it's a bit of gamesmanship you know you're gonna play games whatever i don't know because it, his breakup is it's two weeks so you know uh they could easily get back what did he say when uh, did you talk about the breakup at all like what what information do you have 
Yeah, we did. And like, that's, I don't know if it's a red flag or if it's just something you say when you like just broke up with someone, it's super fresh still. But he was like, I don't know, he was like, um, she, he, she helped her through like a period where he was feeling really bad and like two years ago. And then he was hoping that uh, they would like, and like he would end up loving him as he wanted to, but then he didn't. So now he broke up with her and um so like he he was going through some kind of personal dilemma basically you were saying yeah yeah like issues yeah so he was going through personal issues and she helped him from the beginning that's what he told me like she helped him like get through that and okay. uh, they were a couple then i guess from the beginning and then uh, he felt that he like hasn't 100% been in love with her the last one and a half years. Okay. What they've been together. That's what he said. Okay. That's kind of good news for you. Yeah. But I don't know. Like at the same time, like I know people that talk, like he didn't talk bad about his ex, but. It's, it's a tough situation to have that conversation. You don't want to talk shit about your ex, but you also like need to, ex you don't want to, you also don't want to sound, especially if you're on a date or you're talking to someone that you could date. You don't want to sound, you don't want to sound like there's, um, uh, unresolved feelings so mm -hmm. i don't know what else he said but if he, admitting to you that for the past year he's questioned how in love he was with her but like maybe just appreciated mm -hmm. her, her willingness to be there for him and it almost sounds like and correct me if i'm wrong it almost sounds like he was basically saying yeah she was there for me when i needed her and i really appreciate it but we that probably kept us together longer than we should because like deep down, mm -hmm. I questioned my true feelings for her and he just finally decided to, to end it because it was, he was more appreciative of what she did, but didn't necessarily love her the way he wanted yeah. to love someone or the way she maybe felt like she deserved to be loved. And he did a difficult thing by ending the relationship, right? Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. And if that's yeah. the case, then yeah. I think you have less. Mm -hmm. I think the risk of him, if he's, if he's being honest, the risk of him wanting to go back to her, I think is slim, right? Because yeah. that's, if I'm her, that'd be a very painful thing to hear. You know, it's honest, Yeah. you know, but like, oh, yeah. you were with me when you yeah. didn't want to be with me, but you kind of felt guilty because you felt like you owed me. Like, ugh. It's honest, but it's hurtful, mm -hmm. you know, to, but yeah, I, it would be different because he could, you know, oh, we got in a fight or if he broke up with her yeah, uh, reacting to some anger or he broke up with her. Like, mm -hmm. let's say he said, like, oh, I ended it because, like, I wanted X and she just didn't give me X and I finally decided to end it. Well, then then I could say, well, what happens when she in two weeks from now shows up willing to do X? which often yeah. happens and then yeah. people get back together, but that's not what this is. It was more like, there's nothing she could have done. I just don't care for her, which is a hard truth. Yeah, no, but so I guess all I'm saying is I think based on what you're telling me, uh, the runway is clear in terms of the possibility of him getting back together with her. Fine. All right. So, but he's still two weeks removed from a long-term relationship and most people don't want to jump back into a relationship right away. It's 50-50. Some people want that freedom. Some people want to jump right into a relationship because they're, they, they don't know how to be single or alone. You know? Uh, so if mm -hmm. I were you, what, I would, yeah. what do I would do? Uh, he hasn't reached out to you 
who knows why. And again, he could just be enjoying being single, doesn't want to rush into anything. So I think it's okay for you to reach out to let him know you're still kind of there, you know, but it's more yeah. energy of you just kind of, you know, kind of be a fuck boy in a sense, you know, like what in this moment, I want you to be like, what would a fuck boy do? So you just kind of let him know you're around. Hey, uh, we should do this. We should do that. And let's say you get together. I think you should, if you do hang out with him, I think you should mentally think that this guy needs to be single for a while. Right. And then like, that's the mm-hmm. energy you should give yeah. off. You should act like around him that the idea, like, like dating him isn't an option for you. That's the energy you should give him Yeah, and make him almost wondering, you know, because I want him to ask you about things, you know, now if you keep hanging out and all of a sudden it turns into a situation ship, eventually you're going to have to shift your dynamic. You're going to have to be like, if you find yourself investing a lot in him more and more and he starts hanging out with you more and more. And all of a sudden you're going on these regular dates and you're doing him boyfriend and girlfriend types of things. But he's like, Hey, I just got out of a relationship. I don't want to like, yeah. I don't know if I can commit. Then you're in a situation ship and you need to get out of it as soon as possible. But right now in these very early stages, I think you just, it's okay to let him know that you're, you're a cool and fun hang that you're available. You're fun. But like when you do hang out with them, I do think you should be kind of unavailable you know, like, oh, we had fun. What are you doing the next couple of days? I think you should be busy. You should have plans and you should act kind of preoccupied and, and just kind of like a, a, a bit mysterious with him and, and kind of keep him guessing a little bit. Yeah, I, I do think you should keep him guessing that way. Yeah, like the like dating. This is the only thing that I find hard because like I, it's almost like I have to be like I, I, I saw this other guy like two days ago. Uh, and went on a date because I know like if I only see one guy and like waiting for him to reply and all those things yeah. it's like it takes so much energy so and one like I'm just trying to not think about it and and a little bit helps with like seeing other people as well because sure. I know like I've seen him once and I've seen this other guy twice so n- like I don't even know like these like one of the guys yet so I have to try to like be busy but it's hard when you have time and when like when so you're... get get busy i think it's great to date other people especially like i think it's if you're crushing on someone i honestly think the best thing you could do is line up other dates yeah because you're crushing on someone you know very little about and you're crushing on him for you know you think he's attractive you have some history there's rapport the romantization of the fact that you met mm-hmm. in your 16 like I, I can understand why in your mind it's very easy for you to kind of get lost and and fantasize about like what this could be and that's exciting and maybe it will be B- but the reality is, mm-hmm. is you don't know much about him and you need to like bring yourself back down to like earth a little bit and 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 make sure that you're in the right frame of mind so that when you do go out with him you're asking him questions you're getting to know him you're not you're not act you're not getting carried away in the moment you're just you're, you're enjoying the moment and then checking in with yourself about like, where is this going? And one of the best ways to keep yourself grounded is to see other people, see what else is out there. You might be surprised, <laughs> yeah. you know? And then, yeah, it, if, it, if it gets to a point where things progress and you want to like shut down seeing other people, great. But right now you don't, you owe nothing to anyone. Uh, you don't owe anyone anything. I think that was more, right. but, uh, <laughs> nothing to no one. Um, so yeah, see other people. And, yeah. and I know like, yeah, you, you know, you, you could have the mentality. It's like, oh, that's exhausting and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, I guess. But you could also just choose to have fun with it. 
you could choose to see it as fun and adventurous and and liberating. Uh, our perspective and how we frame things in our head completely can change how we feel about it. So if you tell yourself it's exhausting, you don't mm-hmm. want, you know, it's just like you could easily, most people in your situation would say some version of like, I just want to date him. I'm excited about him. I just want to date him. I want to reach out to me. I don't want to go with any other people. I just want to focus on what I'm excited about. Yeah. And then you can become obsessed mm-hmm. and you become like fixated and then you become like over kind of, you know, over invested in like these outcomes. And then all of a sudden you're just like, you know, tense and you're not yourself on dates. Like you could do that. A lot of people in your yeah, shoes would 100%. do that. Right. Or, and then you could be like, well, I don't want to, like, I don't want to date other people. I want him. And you're, you're convincing yourself something you think you want of someone you don't know. Or realistically, you, you know, you just do like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm This guy's cute. I'm excited about him. We had some pretty good interactions, but he just got out of a relationship. I also don't know much about him. So I'm just going to keep dating other people. We'll see where it goes. I'm a free agent. I, I can have fun. I'm going to have fun meeting strangers. If it doesn't work out on a, sing, uh, on a date, that's fine because like whatever, I'm not committed to any of these people and I'm just going to be adventurous and see where it goes. And yeah. I think that's helpful. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah. what I have to do. Yeah. And then, and just challenge yourself to enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. Because the other thing I was thinking about, because I felt like such a, like I'm a rush, like after I saw him and like when he said that, like, if you want to go yeah. have a beer, I was like, oh my so I, I think um, I was also thinking about like, what if it's just my ego wanting like to have control over a situation, but at the same time, I don't think I'm going to find out unless I do it and just see him. And like, I don't even know who he, who he is now, yeah. like 10 years later. So exactly. I have to figure that out as well. Yeah. So just feel it out. I, I think it's totally fine for you to reach out to him, which I think is a, kind of your specific question. Like, I know it'd be nice if he reached out to you, but again, he just got out of a, a relationship a few weeks ago. Like, even if he was like blowing you up and asking you out, like that would, I'm sure would be exciting, but it's also, you could see that as a red flag as well. You could see that as a guy who hasn't fully processed his breakup and hasn't like just taken time for himself and, and just kind of like settled into like single, the single life. Like this could be him like approaching this breakup in a healthy way. We really don't know. I guess my point is you've waited a week. You're, you're clearly not overbearing, hit him up, see what he's doing. A very casual, like let's grab a drink or maybe you go hang out with his friends, keep it very casual and let, you know, and, and just try to really, and when you do hang out with them, have the best time possible, um, and act and act, you know, and give the energy of someone who's out there living life, being busy, dating, you know, you're just, be mysterious yeah because like 10 years ago i was so shy and i was like a completely different person yeah. and i remember we going out for dinner once 10 years ago and like he asked me questions and i i just remember like not answering because I, or like answering but not asking him back and i was so nervous but now i could like and maybe that's also like a ego thing but i was like feeling a win like i am so much more outgoing now and on social and having like, a, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like the ego is not always a bad thing. You know, it helps us like, you know, do things we, we sometimes think we're not capable of doing. So I get, this is all great stuff. I think you just have fun with it. Yeah. And keep yourself grounded by, this is an opportunity for you to kind of show a guy who had a different um, impression of you 10 years ago. And, and you can just have some fun and show him a different side of you. Uh, and just for the next month, I think it would be okay for you to focus on simply just having fun with this guy and see where it goes. If things progress, if you start sleeping with him, if you start hanging out on a regular basis, 
if you start invest, in, investing emotionally, emotional energy in him based off of the actions and activities you guys are doing, then check in with yourself, check in with yourself because like, you know, that's not, that's a totally different situation. But right now, just have fun, get to know him and, and see where it goes. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll try to do that. <laughs> it's just so hard, like because also like this other guy. I mean, it's just it, now I'm. This is the first time I'm like, oh god, this is so tiring dating. Before I've been like, it's always been fun, but I've come to a point where I'm like, maybe also a little bit more ready for a relationship than I've been the last. Yeah, years. I think it has more to do with the fact that when it comes to this one guy, you're a little invested in the outcome, as opposed to yeah. like these other random guys. You're just like, ah, eh, maybe it'll work. I won't. And so like, I think you're you're you have you have expectations a little bit with this one guy and all you would rather do is just focus on him and the fact that you are challenging yourself to go on dates so that you don't pine over this one guy that's probably where the exhaustion is coming in so i think you just need to reframe what you think about it and just acknowledge it and still choose to have fun mm -hmm. yeah that's true yeah definitely all right oh, yeah that was good all right <laughs> Yeah. Text him, ask him to go watch some football with his friends, have some fun, and then keep us posted on yeah, what you decide to do. Okay. All right. We definitely we definitely want an update. Thank you so much. I love your podcast, by the way. Oh uh, well, thank you for it listening. We uh, so we good. love you. I've learned so much. Oh uh, well, I we appreciate <laughs> it. But you promise you'll you'll give us an update. Yeah, yeah, just like emailing you. Yeah. Yes. All right. And I will email you. <laughs> All right. Good luck. Okay. Perfect. All right. Have fun. <laughs> thank you. All right. Bye bye. So nice bye. -bye. bye. How's it going? Hey, good. How are you? Good. What's your name? My name is Claire and I'm 27 years old. How can we help Claire? So I'm thinking of breaking up with my boyfriend of four years who I live with because I think he might be a fuckboy. Okay. Why do you think he's a fuckboy? So we've had like our fair share of issues and I would say a lot of them are like a fuckboy behavior. So right before we moved in together, I found out he was Snapchatting his ex-girlfriend and I had said before, like, I'm not okay with that. And then he liked pictures on Instagram that made me uncomfortable. And then I would say the biggest issue that we have is he does that thing where, you know, you go with your friends and it can never be a chill night. Turns into, you know, their shit face, come home at 3 a.m. Uh, essentially, like things like that. And we had a really big issue come up. Uh, this was in November where we were sharing a car because I totaled my car and I was supposed to use it on a Saturday night to hang out with my friend that was moving out of town. And he decided to go out, not bring me back the car at all, just get drunk and do the same thing, come home at 3 a.m. And that's pretty much when I realized I shouldn't be dealing with this behavior and I was ready to leave at that point. And he begged me to stay and told me that he would change. And, you know, since then, like nothing has really happened, but I guess, you know, you talk about how there's always that girl that a fuckboy changes for, but would it really happen this late in our relationship? No, it would, it okay. would happen immediately. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the fuckboy. Yeah, like, yeah. The person they change for doesn't think they're a fuckboy. They might find out, okay. they might find out like, oh, I guess you, you kind of used to be a fuckboy, didn't you? And, and, and like, let's go back to his, him text mess, his Snapchatting his ex. How did you find that out? So I guess the whole story with that, um, we actually had my family over and we were like playing music. So I went on his phone to go change the music and his Snapchat was open. Yeah. And then the first name was his ex-girlfriend's name. 
And so I asked him about it and I'm like, you know, what's that about? I told you I wasn't okay with you, you know, talking to your ex-girlfriends. He was like, well, she actually Snapchatted me, you know, saying that her boyfriend cheated on her. And I'm like, well, did you respond? He's like, yeah, I just responded. Cool. He's lying. And I felt like he shouldn't have just responded at all. He's lying. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's definitely not what I want to like hear. There's like a 90% I, I chance that he cheated on you on some level. Yeah, even if that level is she messaged him, hey, what's up? I miss you, whatever. And he he gave her more validation than he should have. Right, because he did say, too, that she, after, like, that happened, she said, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm coming back into town. And I'm like, well, why would she say that to you unless you opened it up? What did he say? He was like, well, it doesn't matter because I didn't go hang out with her, right? And I'm like, that's, like, the bare minimum. Yeah. <laughs> so he did some shit, yeah. You're yeah. safer to assume he did some shit. Okay, that's definitely fair. Because when you catch your ex, when you catch your partner doing shady shit like that you know when it, like snapchatting someone that you think is inappropriate right mm -hmm. and you catch them and then you ask them questions about like what's this about if the truth doesn't sting at least a little bit they're lying to you okay chances are if 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 their truth makes you go okay yeah i'm okay i'm okay with that you know i that's i like that answer if you like their answer they're 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 lying to you because like what like what are the chances that you caught him in that moment and 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 the time where all he responded back was cool you know right where he simply yeah, just, it kind of seemed unbelievable where he, where he, he simply just opened up her messages and why were they snapchatting to begin with well exactly he said it was just a random like snapchat he sent her and was like oh my boyfriend cheated on me i'm like that, that just seems kind of weird plus like she, I kind of got this narrative that she thought he was like a horrible guy. So I'm like, why would she be talking to you? You know? So we're going to break up with him. Let's break up with him. Easy to say. <laughs> no, I know. What's the reasons to stay? Well, so like after, you know, that happened, he did block her on Snapchat when, you know, I said that made me uncomfortable. And then the whole thing with the liking the Instagram pictures, he did delete his Instagram after that. I don't know if that really fixes Why the problem. Why did he delete his Instagram? Like, can he just stop liking pictures? Right. Like, he, he was just like, well, it's just causing too many problems. And I'm like, well, you can't just, like, stop your finger from clicking the like button. Yeah, but Instagram isn't causing okay the problems you are. His choices are. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and also, what's on the Instagram? How often right. does he go get hammered with the boys? So, he used to do that a lot more often, but we actually moved. And um, I would say he did it, like, maybe once or twice a month. And like, interestingly he's enough, still, the same situation. He's still doing no, it once or twice No, not anymore. Okay. Not anymore. Now he's not doing it at all. Okay. But like, interestingly enough, my parents like kind of went through the exact same thing where my dad was like going out all the time and like staying out till 2 a.m. So she packed up her stuff and left. And I mean, they're still married now, but so that like kind of fixed him. So like, it's hard because I'm getting that advice from her, you know, but I don't think that applies to every situation. Yeah, I don't know. Tell me about him. Tell me, give, give in the next 60 seconds, it's your job to make me fall in love with this guy. Go. Oh, oh gosh. Okay, well, I mean, he's tall. He's, <laughs> I, he's a really funny guy and I feel like I'm, you know, more introverted. 
So he definitely helps me in that aspect. I would say he's there for me and I feel like I can tell him everything. Um, How does he make you feel loved? That's kind of an issue we're having too, is like the love language issue. Like for me, it's like acts of service. Like I want you to like vacuum the house while I'm gone, you know? And I feel like I've told him that and it hasn't really happened. So. So like, does he make you feel loved? I would say he does. It's just like, I can't get past the things that like he's done, you know, like I'm like constantly thinking about that stuff. Is there something maybe in your body, your body's telling you that there's, he's done some shit that you've either been too afraid to uncover or he just, because like what he's done is like, at face value, not that big of a deal. I mean, I don't believe right. the whole Snapchat, but what you know about is not necessarily fireable. Right. But it sounds to me like you're saying that there, there's more. You just don't know what that is. And right. do you trust him? I mean, like, do you trust him? Definitely not. No. Definitely not. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know that, and. I, I did tell him, like, after this happened, like, we need to go to counseling. Like, otherwise, I don't know how I get past this because there's no way for me to trust you. And what do you say? He's, he's, like, on board with it, but then he said he only wants to do, like, one session. I'm like, well, well that's not really how that really works. Pick. <laughs> right. Yeah. He wants to go to one session to shut you up. Yeah. He's not trying to fix anything. Yeah. He's just trying to appease you. Yeah. Bare, literal bare minimum. Literal. literal. What are you going to do? I, I, I'm not I think you should sure. break up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm being a little... But here, here. I, I think you should do something. I think what you should do is trust your instincts. And your instincts are telling you that you don't trust your boyfriend, that there's more that about what he's done or is doing that doesn't add up, that he is also maybe just not emotionally mature or ready to give you the type of relationship that you want. Right. And the only thing you're hanging on is like these parallels between your parents and him mm -hmm. that required your mom to kick out your dad for like a wake up call. So, yeah, I guess you can right. try that. Yeah. And I mean, like they were engaged, though. So I feel like that's a little more serious than where yeah. we're at. I don't <laughs> I think a healthy approach could be you saying. Uh, I'm having I, I think you should sit him down. Mm -hmm. And just say, I'm unhappy with our relationship. Here's why. I don't trust you. You've done, you know, I, I still feel very uncomfortable about the X and the Snapchat. I don't like this. I don't like that. Uh, I don't, you just be honest with them. Tell them how you feel. Yeah. Why be in a relationship where you can't express how you feel? Even if those feelings are harsh, it's, it's fair to you and him to just be honest with how you feel. Don't say it to be yeah. mean. You know, don't say things just to hurt him. But if it's how you feel, you have the right to express yourself. So you tell him how you feel and you can still follow it up with like, hey, like I still love you and I, I want this to work, but I'm just not happy. So I'm willing to get a couples therapy with you. And just so you know, that's like, that's an ongoing thing. We might right. literally never <laughs> stop going. And honestly, I kind of hope we never stop going because I'll tell you what, like when it comes to couples therapy, I wish I got into couples therapy much sooner. Like Nally and I are in couples therapy and something we just started, you know? And as soon as we started, like immediately we both thought, why haven't we been doing this sooner? And we always thought we had this like healthy, positive relationship. 
but just the ways it makes you connect, the ways it makes you understand each other. We might slow it down and we might take breaks, but like now that I've experienced it with someone I love, like it, it just makes you feel more connected and bonded and it gives you tools and resources and, and in fights and in disagreements, it helps you stay connected. And it makes you feel like you don't have an adversary, but just a partner that you're working through issues. And I, I like anyone listening in a relationship, like you, like it does, you do not need to have a broken relationship to, to want and benefit from couples therapy. And so this is a message I encourage you to share with your boyfriend. And if he's resistant to this, then you have your answer. I'm not, I'm not with someone who's willing to do the work in the relationship that I'm not happy in. And that's not going to get better. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. It's It's been a struggle. Like, sometimes I feel like... How old are you? Like, w- what reason is there to stay? I'm 27. Yes. So, oh my God. Like, young. And, but like, also like, these are valuable years. You've given them four. You've given them four. And, you know, and you're like, so I just think you need to have a come to Jesus moment with this guy. Put it all on the table. Be honest, upfront, and respectful. Don't be mean, but you have the right to express exactly how you feel. You have the right to come into that conversation with some concrete expectations of what needs to be done by both of you to to keep this relationship going. And you got to see if he's willing to do it. And you shouldn't have to negotiate with him or convince him. All you should have to do is tell him how you feel and he should give a shit. He should say I hate that you feel that way. Uh, I don't want you to feel that way. I love you. I know I can do better. I want to do better. Let's do it. Let's let's put in the work. And if he doesn't, then you know, it, it's not gonna, it's not gonna change. It's not gonna, you know. Yeah, and I feel like I've kind of done that by like telling him like I think we need to do this, or like I don't know how it's gonna work, but like you know, then it's the well, we could do one session. But because he's like, well, I don't feel like, like, why do we need that? It's like, why do you need, you you need need to come in with an energy of, you're you're not making suggestions. You're not kind of like, because right now the energy I'm hearing from you is like, you kind of make suggestions, you tiptoe around it. You're kind of like, you're, you're seeing if he's okay with it. You're just like, you're just very, no, it's, Hey, this is how I feel. This is what's going on. I'm, 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 I'm kind of, I'm done. I'm kind of ready to be done. I'm not happy. I no longer am willing to remain unhappy in this relationship. And solely based off our history and our, my love for you, I am willing to do this, X, Y, or Z. Are you also willing to do that? If not, end of conversation. But this is, I'm, I'm not asking. I am telling you how I feel. And I am telling what you need to do to make this relationship continue. And if you're not willing to do that, yeah, I'm heartbroken and sad, but like I'm also done because I am not willing to keep doing this and I'm not going to beg you and I'm not going to convince you. I'm not going to negotiate with you. I have the right to be happy in a relationship, period. Okay, I think I can do that. You can definitely do that. <laughs> Aren't you tired? Yeah. That's got to be exhausting being with someone you know you don't trust. Yeah, and it's I mean, exhausting. it is. I like... Yeah, I feel pretty unhappy a lot of the time. So yeah. it's tough. And I know breakups are hard and it's going to be sad. And it's a whole process and it's, you got a long road ahead of you, so to speak, but you will get through it. You can get through it. And I think you'll be 
I think you feel really good about yourself to have to have this type of conversation that we're, we're suggesting. And maybe this will be the wake up call he needs, you know, but I think he needs to know that you mean what you say. He needs to see right. the conviction in your eyes and he needs to know that you're done because kind of like what your mom did with your dad, your mom was done. But I just, instead of maybe kicking him out, I think maybe a more like direct and candid and, and healthy conversation about your expectations and boundaries and what you want and what you deserve might be a little bit more productive than just kicking him out. Hey, yeah, I could try that. <laughs> All right. Do you promise? Yeah, I will do it. I just had to decide when, I guess. <laughs> uh, give yourself, if you haven't done it in 48 hours, you're just procrastinating. Okay, that's fair. All right. Well, we would love an update. Okay. <laughs> Promise? Yeah, I'll give you one. <laughs> the people want to know. Think of it this okay. way. Everyone listening is in your corner and they're all rooting for you and they just want to know. Right. They everyone I guarantee you everyone who's listening right now is just is is they're in your corner and they want you to do this and they want you to stand up for yourself. And if you can stand up for yourself, that you will give people listening the power to do the same because literally there are hundreds of thousands of people listening to this. And within the, in this show, you know, like, yeah, they listen to people's stories, but there's like literally tens of thousands of people listening right now who feel the way you do, who are looking for the courage that you're trying to find. And if you can do it, you can give other people courage too. So you're doing a good thing here. Yeah. You you deserve much yeah. more than what you're getting, but you have to be the one to make sure you get it. Right. Yeah, it's my own fault if I don't get what I deserve. Yep. Kind of. Okay. Thanks. All right. Good luck. <laughs> we believe in you. Keep us posted. Thank you. All right. <laughs> okay. Take well. care. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to send in those questions at asknick at com for all things Ask Nick. Don't forget, Ariel is tomorrow for Going Deeper. Bachelor Recap is on Thursday. Make sure to check out Vile Files Plus for all the amazing bonus content. Seven-day free trial. You're missing out. It's uh, rated fresh. You're crazy. Bye.